Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 276, and we are going to take a look at what is called the United States Department of the Treasury. We've talked a little bit about them, but only vaguely in times past. And the reason why is because the United States Department of Treasury is involved uh, one way or another in taxes, collecting money, printing money, and things like that. And this has changed over time. So there's a rhyme and reason to these things that we have in place. So sometimes the Department of the Treasury, they would have been in charge of things like way back in the 1930s, and then you know, a new agency comes out. And so some of these responsibilities get taken away or moved to another agency because You don't want one agency to be in charge of everything because that would lead to a lot of corruption. So there are many things that as your country grows and as it changes over time that you want there to be diversity within your within your government, within your federal agencies. And when I say diversity, I'm not talking about race. Jobs have nothing to do with race. Although our federal government and HR offices, they like to make everything about race, everything about gender, and I think that has really ruined uh pretty much the entire workforce and making it enjoyable or making it not enjoyable anymore um but when i'm talking about diversity is that whenever you're growing as a country whether you're brand new or super old whatever the case may be sometimes you need new departments and sometimes you need to revamp or redo old departments so that's actually a smart way of doing things it's actually a type of audit if you think about it so audits can be very good But a little bit of background about the United States Department of Treasury. Um uh, it was formed September 2nd, 1789. So this department goes back pretty much to the beginning of the United States. We were founded July 4th, 1776. And so over time, they formed these different agencies in order to help make their country, which is our country now, very stable and to make sure that we do not go back to a monarchy. Now if you think about our founding fathers they did not want one single family or one single entity to have control over all of the money. So that's why they created a Department of Treasury because they did not want another monarchy. They did not want to take the chance of having bad people getting in charge of all the profits or of all the money or the currency or the property or the basically the land of the United States. They did not want that to be an issue because you need to remember that monarchies back in the day, I say back in the day because today most of them are figureheads except for a couple of them. But back in the day, monarchies man, it was it was tough doing business back then because monarchies uh technically they 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 viewed their kingdom as all of their personal private land, even though that is not normal behavior to think that way in terms of a monarchy, but that's how they viewed it. And so if you lived within a monarchy's kingdom, you had to pay tribute to your monarchy whether you liked it or not. And you had to give them money in the form of taxes and different types of taxation. And so the monarchy, believe me, they they spent it. Like you think our federal government is bad about spending money? It is, but monarchies are way worse because they think they are ordained by God to rule other people and to take their money. That is a form of greed and it's stupid. It's unbelievable. Just these monarchies that especially the monarchies that existed or do exist in Europe, they just intermarried. I mean, that's how they controlled so much of the population back in the day and they kept the land and their kingdoms, I guess technically safe 
is that they suppress people they they suppress their citizens because they did not want their citizens to know what was going on with the treasury of the monarchy and they did not want their citizens to know about currency they just wanted them to work and give the monarchy their money so interesting history to that so not all monarchies are bad but very few very few of them are good is what i'm trying to say so just be aware of that um So the preceding agency was the Board of Treasury. Um it is a executive department. Obviously its jurisdiction is the United States federal government. So this is not a state treasury. This is the federal treasury. So it's a totally different department. It has nothing to do with individual states. It's not like California can say, "Hey, we want some money from the federal government. Hey Treasury, give us more money." That's not how it works. We are one nation under God, but we are individual states. And so the Department of Treasury, they have a responsibility to not show favoritism to any state or to any person. And technically that's how it's supposed to be for any government agency or role. There's not supposed to be any favoritism whatsoever. Although that does happen, I'm not a fan of it. It's not supposed to happen. So, moving on here, they are headquartered obviously in Washington D.C., our nation's capital. In terms of employees, they have quite a few, which is kind of concerning. As of 2019, oh my goodness, they had about 87,336 employees. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. I think that is excessive. Um, their annual budget, this is ridiculous, is 20 billion dollars as of 2019. It has probably greatly increased since then, but 20 billion dollars for this agency is is excessive cuz just think about it, they're taking in all this money, right? And um yet they expect all this money for themselves. This is basically a slush fund agency. I'm not a fan of it. It is important that we have this agency, but it just needs to be run so much better. It should not take almost 88,000 people to run a treasury. That's insane and that's stupid. It also should not cost 20 billion dollars a year minimum. That is an annual budget. You know what's interesting is that so many people shame and blame like Elon Musk or Donald Trump or other millionaires or billionaires for what they have, but look at how much these individual agencies spend annually. This is what they're spending annually. How do they get this money from you and from me? From taxes, from taxes that we pay. So this is why this is looking like a slush fund because this is excessive amounts of money going to things that we may not exactly know what hopefully they are audited and for good reason. In terms of their agency executives, um the secretary is Janet Yellen if that's how you pronounce her name. Then you have a deputy secretary, Wally, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Adeyemo, and then the treasurer supposedly is vacant um that was as of 2022 so hopefully they have filled that role in terms of they say they have child agencies so i'm guessing it's under this umbrella so there there's the internal revenue service the united states mint the bureau of engraving and printing and there's a couple other agencies associated with this one so this is why they have too many employees and this is why their budget is just way too large But in terms of the history it says the Department of the Treasury which is known as USDT is the National Treasury and Finance Department of the of the Federal Government of the United States where it serves as an executive department. The department oversees the Bureau of Engraving and Printing and the US Mint. These two agencies are responsible for printing all paper currency and coins 
while the treasury executes its circulation in the domestic fiscal system. The USDT collects all federal taxes through the Internal Revenue Service, manages US government debt instruments, not very good at doing that because we're having issues with inflation, licenses and supervises banks and thrift institutions. I don't know what thrift institutions are. I'm not familiar with that. and advises the legislative and executive branches on matters of fiscal responsibility. I find it to be very hypocritical that here they are giving advice about fiscal responsibility, but yet their annual budget is 20 billion dollars and that's a minimum and that is from 2019 that figure. Moving on it says the department is administered by the Secretary of the Treasury, who is a member of the cabinet. The Treasurer of the United States has limited statutory duties. but advises the secretary on various matters such as coinage and currency production signatures of both officials appear on all federal reserve notes so going on with this it says established by an act of congress in 1789 to manage government revenue the first secretary of the treasury was alexander hamilton sworn into office on september 11th hamilton was appointed by president george washington on the recommendation of robert morris Washington's first choice for the position who had declined the appointment Hamilton established the nation's early financial system and for several years was a major presence in Washington's administration the office is thus customarily referred to as treasury solely without any preceding article as a remnant of the country's transition from british to american english during the late 18th century Hamilton's portrait appears on the um a verse whatever that word means of the 10 dollar bill while the treasury department building is depicted on the reverse so i guess it's like front and back is what these words mean i'm not familiar with obverse i've never heard that word before all these years um the current secretary of the treasury is janet yellen who is confirmed by the united states senate on january 25th 2021 uh let's see jovita carranza appointed on april 28th 2017 was the incumbent treasurer until January 15th, 2020 when she left the office. A little bit of history it says the history of the Department of the Treasury began in the turmoil of the American Revolution when the Continental Congress at Philadelphia deliberated the crucial issue of financing a war of independence against Great Britain. So this department actually goes back to technically to before the founding of our country because you you have to have money to fund a war. So I'm going to skip over some of this stuff that goes back to like the 1700s because I I think it's kind of um not redundant but it would be a lot to discuss. Um but in terms of the creation of the treasury, it says the first congress of the United States was called to convene in New York on March 4th, 1789, uh marking the beginning of the government under the constitution. On September 2nd, 1789, Congress created a permanent institution for the management of government finances. So, this is something that you actually do need to do if you have a new country or an old country because if you're going to fund things in your government, you have to have a treasury. Just hopefully not 20 billion dollars worth going down a rat hole. Um, so in terms of how This agency was reorganized. This is what I would expect to see over the years. So in 2003 there was some reorganization of this agency. So so it says Congress transferred several agencies that had previously been under the the umbrella of the Treasury Department to other departments as a consequence of the September 11 attacks. 
Effective January 24, 2003, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, also known as ATF, which had been a bureau of the department since 1972, was extensively reorganized under the provisions of the Homeland Security Act of 2002. I am not a fan of the Homeland Security Act, not very much at all. Because I feel like it was a knee-jerk reaction to a terrorist attack, and all it did was punish Americans for what someone else did. I'm not a fan of this at all. It was because of the Homeland Security Act that now we have TSA agents that are horrible to us um, at airports. You know, before the Homeland Security Act was passed, we did not have TSA agents. We we did not have that. And if we did have any type of security, they were not aggressive. They were not mean. to Americans. So I find it to be very interesting that the knee-jerk reaction punishes the very people that were attacked. So that's where I, you know I get very um disappointed in things like this because this was passed um basically under Republican control. So it's not always Democrats that do stupid things. Also Republicans can do this, but it's typically Republicans that have been involved in Washington for too long. For example, you know, there's the Kennedy family, there's the Bush family, there's the Clinton family. There's you know, there are these different families that they're just too involved in politics for decade after decade after decade and it's like we the American public, you know, we the American people, we never get a break from these families. They they act like they are their own little monarchy and that is a problem. Cuz I mean, what type of president would pass something like the Homeland Security Act and create TSA agents and just be awful to people at the airport. I don't get that. To treat Americans like that. It's just okay, not a single American was involved in 9/11 and perpetrating it. Americans were the victims of this. So this is where you need to be careful about whenever a catastrophe happens that you don't have a knee-jerk reaction. And I think the Homeland Security Act and everything that came about from that was definitely a knee jerk reaction and it has it has changed our country permanently and i don't like that at all because i do not think it's appropriate to punish the wrong people that's just my personal belief but anyway um the law enforcement functions of the ATF including the regulation of legitimate traffic in firearms and explosives were transferred to the department of justice as the bureau of alcohol tobacco and firearms and explosives the regulatory and tax collection functions of the ATF uh, related to legitimate traffic in alcohol and tobacco remained under the treasury at its new alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau so things change over time and sometimes it's about money so i'm not always a fan of, not i'm not always a fan of that <laughs> not at all Um uh, but then moving on let's see the treasury had a data breach in 2020 not surprising the government's not very smart in terms of the responsibilities of the treasury here are some basic functions of it um number 1 producing all currency and coinage of the united states number 2 collecting taxes duties and money paid to and due to the us good luck with that with inflation and dealing with china Um number 3 paying all bills of the United States. We're obviously not doing that because we have trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. So our our treasury uh, has been run by idiots and morons for decades and that needs to stop. Um also they manage the federal finances. Good luck with that because we are in tremendous debt, so they're not doing their job. Let's see, they also manage government accounts and the United States public debt. Again, not doing their job, not not at all. In the private sector, If you worked for a bank or a financial institution of any kind and you allowed 
your company to have trillions and trillions of dollars in debt and yet you're spending billions and billions a year, you would be fired. And more than likely, every license that you have in regards to finances or accounting would probably be pulled and you would probably be banned from that line of work because you suck at your job. But unfortunately, when it comes to the federal government, they just kind of do what they want. I don't agree with that. and they need to be held accountable because this overspending this is not about being democrat or republican this is about being american it is not smart to play the fool it doesn't matter what party you're in neither party can afford to play the fool and unfortunately we have had democrats and republicans that have really messed things up in terms of finances for the united states of america and that is getting really old so again just because someone says they care that does not mean that they do Uh next thing that they do is supervise, excuse me, supervise national banks and thrift institutions. Again, I don't know what thrift institutions are. Um then they have, let's see, the next thing they do is advise on domestic and international financial, monetary, economic trade and tax policy. Good luck with that because they suck at their job. Like who who are these people to advise anyone? They can't even balance their own budget. That's a hypocrite. That is such a hypocrite. Take the plank out of your own eye first before telling your brother or helping your brother remove the splinter from his own eye like really think about this another thing that they do as part of their responsibilities is enforcing federal finance and tax laws oh they're good at that they are good at punishing people they they are good at going after people i will give them credit for that but do they go after themselves do they correct themselves no so this department does not have morals or values or ethics that's a big problem because whenever you're dealing with money you need to have all those things in order to do it well and to do it right. Another thing that this um responsibility is for them is investigating and prosecuting tax evaders. Wow, they're very good at that, but yet they don't even pay their own taxes. Like they they don't even let, let me rephrase that. They don't pay their bills. They hold Americans accountable to not paying taxes and they should. But I find it to be very hypocritical that this agency spends a minimum of 20 billion dollars a year and we have trillions of dollars in debt and they don't pay their bills. It's like if they don't pay their bills, isn't it kind of hypocritical to go after people that haven't paid their taxes? Like this is this is so it's it's annoying and it's frustrating because to me this department is very unethical and it has been extremely unethical for a long time. We're talking decades. I would say probably since the 1950s or 60s. I think World War II um kind of messed things up financially for the United States and I kind of feel like that's when Democrats were really taking over a lot of things and creating like the New Deal and all these agencies and making it seem like, "Oh, you know, we won the war, so we should have all these programs." That's where a lot of this junk started. So you have to be careful whatever you put into practice in terms of policy. because it can take decades to get rid of it and then you have to be careful who you elect to office because they can do a lot of damage especially in a short amount of time so just FYI be aware of that another thing that this agency does is they publish statistical reports really probably not about themselves because if people knew how much they suck at their job and they're using our money to do it um they probably don't want people to know about that <laughs> so <laughs> they probably hide a lot um So, not always a fan of that, but in terms of the structure and organization of this agency and I'll close with this, you have the Secretary of the Treasury, then you have the Deputy Secretary of the Treasury, then you have the Treasurer of the United States, then you have the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, 
Then you have the United States Mint. Under that, you have the uh which is under secretary for domestic finance and then you have assistant secretary for financial institutions then you have the office of financial institutions then you have the assistant secretary for financial excuse me for financial markets then you have the office of financial markets seems like there's some duplication here which is probably why they overspend billions of dollars then you have the fiscal assistant secretary Then you have the Office of Fiscal Service and the Bureau of the Fiscal Service. So that's like triple redundancy there. This is not surprising considering that it is a federal agency. Then you have um under the Secretary for Internal or sorry, International Affairs, you have the Assistant Secretary for International Markets and Development. Um then you have Assistant Secretary for International Affairs. Then you have the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for Investment Security. Then you have Office of Environment and Energy. What does that have to do with money? I mean, what a waste. This is such fraud. This is this is such wasteful spending. Then you have the Secretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, the Office of Terrorism and Financial Intelligence. Under that umbrella is the Assistant Secretary for Terrorist Financing. Under that you have Office of Terrorist Financing and Financial Crimes. Kind of seems redundant because it is. Then you have the Assistant Secretary for Intelligence and Analysis. Then you have the Office of Intelligence and Analysis again redundancy. And then under that department you have Financial Crimes and Enforcement Network, you have the Office of Foreign Assets Control, then you have the Treasury Executive Office for Asset Forfeiture. Seems like a bunch of redundancy because it is. There's like four of them right there that we don't even need or they could combine them. Then you have the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for Management, the Chief Financial Officer and the Performance Improvement Officer. Wow, they're not doing their job because this department has not improved for decades probably like 60 or 70 years so good luck with that then you have the assistant secretary for economic policy that's a waste of time cuz they're just spending our money then you have the assistant secretary for legislative affairs really probably just punishing americans but at a at a legislative level which sucks then you have the assistant secretary for public affairs director of policy planning so basically how to make themselves look good Then you have the assistant secretary for tax policy. Wow, not surprising they would want to make sure they have that on the books. Then you have climate counselor. That has nothing to do with finances. That has nothing to do with the mint. Absolutely nothing. That is a wasteful position. Then you have the alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau. Of course, they're going to collect tax on as much as they can. Then you have the commissioner of internal revenue. That I agree with. Then you have the internal revenue service. Kind of redundancy there. Then you have the office of the Comptroller of the currency. Then you have the Office of Financial Research. Good luck with that, because they don't even know what the right hand is doing compared to the left hand. Because they're again, they're spending twenty billion dollars a year. That's annually, and that's a minimum. Then you have the Office of the General Counsel. It's kind of a BS title and a BS office. Then you have the Office of the Inspector General. Like they're really going to investigate themselves. Good luck with that. Then you have the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. Ooh, I bet they love that power. I bet they love that control. It kind of reminds me of the USPS where you have um you have an inspector general but you also have the postmaster general. And I've actually met a couple postmaster generals over the years and man are they arrogant, they're hateful, they're mean. They know they make a lot of money and they don't care to help you. So they need to be fired. <laughs> I'm not a fan of them. Um but in terms of some of the agencies, I'm going to read off some of the agencies that they have or the bureaus I should say. and what their description is because i think this is important you have the alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau obviously they love collecting money the alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau is responsible for enforcing and administering laws covering the production use and distribution of alcohol and tobacco products 
The TTB also collects excise tax for firearms and ammunition. Of course, they are. Then you have the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. The Bureau of Engraving and Printing designs and manufactures United States currency, securities, and other uh, official certificates and awards. Then you have the Bureau of the Fiscal Service. Uh, let's see, that was formed from the consolidation of the Financial Management Service and the Bureau of the Public Debt. <laughs> We have a lot. Its mission is to promote the financial integrity and operational efficiency of the United States government through exceptional accounting, financing, collections, payments, and shared services. That's a joke. <laughs> They don't do any of that. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Those people should be fired. Then you have the Community Development Financial Institution Fund. Wow. Okay, socialism. Okay, so let's see. This was created to expand the availability of credit, investment capital, and financial services in distressed urban and rural communities. Good luck. So they want to extend credit to people that can't even pay their bills. That's a problem. That's a big problem. If they actually want to help people, they need to get them out of those areas. and get them to more stable areas. You cannot stay in poverty and expect to be wealthy. That's just not how this works. See, that's socialism. Socialism is where, oh, stay where you are, have a sucky life, but let's take money from someone else and give it to you. I don't think so. That's fraud and that's theft. Good luck with that. The next bureau is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Good luck with that because they don't even look at themselves when they're committing crimes. Um, let's see here. This network supports law enforcement, investigative efforts, and fosters Uh, interagency and global cooperation against domestic and international financial crimes. Yeah, right. I mean, just take a look at what's going on in South America. It has been going on for a long time. I mean, seriously. It also provides uh, the U.S. Uh, policymakers with strategic analysis of domestic and worldwide trends and patterns. Yeah, right. Who are you going to believe? <laughs> some, some paper pusher bureaucrat that's probably going to lie to your face and on paper. Good luck with that. Then you have the inspector general. These people don't really inspect anything. They just love to cover their tracks. But supposedly the inspector general conducts independent audits. Yeah, if they tell the truth. Then investigations and reviews to help the Treasury Department accomplish its mission of what? Taking money from other people. Yeah, they're good at that. Improve its programs and operations. They're not doing that. Promote economy, efficiency, and effectiveness. They suck at that. And prevent and detect fraud and abuse. Really, why don't you take a look at yourselves in your own department? Then I'll be impressed with that. Next bureau is the Treasury Inspector General of Tax Administration. TIGTA is what that stands for. So let's see here. The TIGTA provides leadership, yeah, right, and coordination and recommends policy for activities designed to promote economy efficiency and effectiveness in the administration of the internal revenue laws. Yeah, punish people. That's what that is. Then you have TIGTA also recommends policies to prevent and detect fraud and abuse in the programs and operations of the IRS and related entities. That's a load of bull. They're spending billions of dollars a year. That is fraud. Next one is the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS. Um, it is the largest of the Treasury's bureaus, unfortunately. It is responsible for determining, assessing, and collecting internal revenue in the United States. Yet they never look at themselves. So good luck with that. Then you have the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. It says here um, that this individual or this office charters, regulates, and supervises national banks to ensure a safe, sound, and competitive banking system that supports the citizens, communities, and economy of the United States. Well, that's kind of a blowhard statement because look at how many banks have not been doing, doing very well, and yet the federal government's like, oh, we're going to bail out everybody. I don't think so. 
You fail, you fail. It sucks, but grow up. People need to learn. Hello, there is financial risk in everything. It, and here's the thing: whenever the federal government says, "Oh, we're going to bail you out," that means we are bailing everybody out—the American people, our tax dollars. That is not our job. We are not the country's personal piggy bank, and we are not these different financial institutions' personal piggy bank. If they screw up and they suck at their job, they deserve to fail. That's how you learn. When you suck at something and you fail at something, you're like, "Oh, I shouldn't do that again. I need to change how I do things." Here's the thing: if you keep bailing someone out, they're never going to learn. They're never going to change. Why? Because they know they're just going to get more of your money. That's the problem with that. Then you have the U.S. Mint. The U.S. Mint designs and manufactures domestic um, coins, as well as commemorative medals and other. I don't know what that word is, but other items. Sometimes these people that write these articles, they they do not understand the words that they're using. <laughs> It's dumb. Um, but the mint also distributes U.S. coins to the Federal Reserve banks, as well as maintains physical custody and protection of the nation's silver and gold assets. Well, here's the thing: Do you really trust the government to do that, considering that they're spending just this one agency is spending over twenty billion dollars a year? So, if they're spending over twenty billion dollars a year, does that sound like someone that knows what they're doing? I don't think it does. So, let's take a look here and see. Um, What each program spends and and which department? So we have management and finance. Okay, let's see here. You have the Department of Administration. They spend about three hundred and eleven million dollars a year. They have one thousand three hundred and twenty employees. That's kind of excessive. Then you have the Office of the Inspector General under management and finance. They spend about thirty five million dollars a year, and they only have two hundred and thirteen employees. Then you have the Inspector General for Tax Administration. They spend about 157 million dollars a year, and they only have 837 employees. Then you have the Special Inspector General for TARP, which is Troubled Asset Relief Program. They spend about 34 million dollars a year and have 192 employees. Then you have Community Development Financial Institutions Fund, that's socialism. They spend about 225 million dollars a year, and they only have 73 employees. That's dumb. Then you have the Financial Crime Enforcement Network. They spend about 108 million dollars a year, and they only have 346 employees. Then you have the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. They spend about 101 million dollars a year. They have 517 employees. Then you have the Bureau of Fiscal Services, and they spend about 348 million dollars a year. They have 2,350 employees. Then you have the Program of Tax Administration, and that would include the Internal Revenue Service. Oh my goodness, um, they spend. Oh gosh, that's a lot of money. I'm going to skip that because it's a lot of money. Uh, but they have about ninety-two thousand, about ninety-three thousand employees. Um, they spend excessively. Then you have the international programs. Oh man, they spend excessively. I'm going to skip that. Then you have the non-appropriated bureaus. You have the Office of Fiscal Stability. They spend about 184 million dollars a year, and they only have 86 employees. Then you have the small business lending programs. They spend about 17 million dollars, and they only have 25 employees. Then you have State Small Business Credit Initiative. They spend about seven million dollars a year. They only have 12 employees. Then you have Financial Stability Oversight Council. Um, they spend about 20 million dollars a year, and they only have 26 employees. Then you have Office of Financial Research. They spend about 92 million dollars a year, and they have 249 employees. 
Then you have the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. They spend about $749 million a year. They have 1,944 employees. Then you have the United States Mint. Oh, my goodness, they spend a lot. I'm going to skip that. But they have 1,874 employees. Then you have the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. They spend tremendous amounts of money. And they have about 3,997 employees. So why do I read all this to you? Well, here's the reason why. It's important to be aware of where your money is going because as workers, you have workers' rights, especially here in the United States. I can't speak for if you live in other countries, but here in the United States, if you are a citizen of the United States, you have workers' rights that extend from the Constitution of the United States as well as your state constitution. And so the reason why we talk about these different federal agencies such as the United States Department of the Treasury is because you need to know what's going on with your money because you work hard. You work hard. And to me, it is very disturbing that this agency that manages our money is spending well over $20 billion per year. Can you imagine if they didn't spend that? That means that more of our money would be in our pockets and it would be circulating throughout our financial institutions and it would be circulating throughout our economy. See, what you need to remember is that the more money our government spends, the less money you and I have to be able to pay for things that we need, but also the more money that goes to the government the more money is taken out of our markets, meaning the private sector. Like that money is dead once it goes to the government. When the government spends money, it does not create wealth. But if you keep your money circulating, basically, if you keep it as a currency and you keep it basically to use, not, not to use, but to, um, I don't want to say enforce, but to implement supply and demand of your economy, then your currency will become stronger. The reason why we have so much inflation is because you have a government that is out of control in terms of federal spending and possibly state spending, especially California and New York and some other states. But in terms of our federal government, they are causing inflation. Inflation can happen anyway, but it's, it's been bad in our case because it's our federal government that's causing it. But yet you have all these bureaucrats that are in charge of these different agencies that are not elected per se, not all of them are elected to these positions that they are appointed or they're just hired on, like they're not even properly vetted by the Senate. So that is one, I would say that is one big reason why the Senate and who you elect to office is so important. Like do you want shady, shifty Democrats or even shady, shifty Republicans to be in the Senate or the Congress or House of Representatives, whatever the case may be? Here's the thing. There are shady people in both parties, in both parties. That's why we need term limits. When we have term limits, we eliminate almost 99% of corruption because you're not keeping the same squirrely people there year after year, decade after decade, and you, do, you, know, you no longer have these career politicians. Here's the thing. Our founding fathers never wanted career politicians. That's not the American way. It's not the American way to have career politicians. That's not appropriate. But this is why we have so much corruption in Washington, D.C. And guess what? Washington, D.C. was a swamp long before Donald Trump called it a swamp. This is nothing new. It's been a swamp since like the 1950s or 60s. And then it's really been a swamp since the 1970s. But this is what happens when nobody is balancing the books. When no one is auditing these people. 
And no one is holding them accountable for what they're doing to destroy our currency and our dollar. And it's just it's very disturbing. But here's the thing. Even though this stuff is kind of shocking, it can always get better. Why? Because we're adults. If you're age 18 and old, excuse me, if you're age 18 and older, you are an adult. You are an adult. So you have the responsibility to be an adult and to care about your country and to care about your life. So it's very important that we all wake up to the fact that our federal government, whether it's being run by Democrats or Republicans, it's been screwed up for a long time. And the reason why is because of favoritism and nepotism, and that has been a problem that has plagued Washington D.C. for a really long time, and it needs to stop. Because favoritism and nepotism, it, it has no place in public policy, much less in the private sector. I mean, it's kind of like. The best example I can give is have you ever worked for a company, you know, let's say for a family business and it was just hell because you're the outsider because you're not related to anybody and it's like th- there's always one or two relatives that that are stealing from the business but no one does anything about because they're family. That's exactly what's happening in Washington DC. It's favoritism and it's nepotism and it needs to stop. And it especially needs to stop because you're dealing with federal tax dollars which is you know our money that we pay the government to do a job and to do it well but it's not doing its job and it for sure is not doing it well so anyway this is just more about being accountable and sometimes the citizens i know sometimes we feel a little helpless but don't ever underestimate the good that you can do in your life and the good that you can do when you vote don't ever underestimate that your vote counts it matters it's very important It's very important. So don't ever sell yourself short. I don't care what political party you're in. I really do not. I wish more people were Republican capitalists like myself because then you would never have inflation like this. Because the moment things start getting out of control, you handle it immediately. Why? Because we're adults. But these people that are in Washington D.C. and have been there, they have been there for a long time. They've just been acting like a stupid, spoiled brat. on aisle 7 in a Toys R Us. They throw a hissy fit and they get what they want. They throw a hissy fit, they get what they want. I don't think so. So, I'm definitely going to be lifting up more prayers for Congress that they start telling these agencies no. No, you need to cut your budget in half every year. Every year. No budget should be in the billions. None. None. And no budget should be in the hundreds of millions. Never. Never, never. I don't care if it's the Department of Justice, I don't care if it is the FBI or the Department of Defense. That is excessive spending. We used to never ever spend like this. Never. We need to be responsible. We need to be a a more financially stable country because if we are not a financially stable country, guess what? Our markets they they are not stable. So the these things they they interlock and they intermingle because they are connected to each other. You know folks, regardless of what country you live in, your your currency says a lot about the financial stability of your country. It just does. You cannot ignore that. But Washington DC, they've been ignoring it for a long time and I'm like, you know, our founding fathers would be disgusted what's been going on because this stuff has been going on for a long time and it has no place in our society. This fiscal irresponsibility is is just insane that you know these people that are in Washington DC they just act like our wages are their personal piggy bank 
And most of these people that work in Washington for our federal government, they are overpaid, lazy, slothful, professional paper pushers. These are not people that you can trust. They're weasels and they're vermin. Now, let me say this. They were born that way. They became that way. And you might be asking, well, how? Choices. Everyday choices. Whenever you continue to make bad choices, you continue to go down a path that basically God did not ordain for you. You know, your heavenly father loves you very much, whether you're atheist or Christian or Muslim, whatever the case may be, I don't really care, but you know, your heavenly father, he wants you to do things the right way every single time, every single day. And so these people that are that are working in Washington that are really messing things up and overspending money, um, you know, they can claim to be Christian all day, they can claim to be Catholic all day and all night, but the proof is in the pudding as they say. And I'm not impressed with this agency at all. In fact, I'm very disappointed. The only exception I can think of is maybe the IRS because the IRS they do have a lot on their plate, but unfortunately the IRS it grew exponentially just FYI under President Obama. And the reason why was because part of Obamacare, the way that they uh, were going to enforce that law is that they were going to use the IRS and so they hired more and more IRS agents. to go after you as a citizen of the United States if you did not purchase health insurance they were going to financially punish you and they were uh, using the IRS to implement that law that is not the role of government that is not the role of IRS the IRS has its job and typically they do it really well although there are some things i don't like about the IRS but it's just they can definitely do better going forward but they're not the worst agency <laughs> But here's the thing, sometimes stupid presidents do stupid things, and President Obama was a very stupid president because he's a very stupid man. Now, here's the thing, he he's a lawyer. I'm not a huge fan of lawyers, especially when they run for office. Sometimes people surprise me when they're a lawyer and they actually are a good human being and and they care about the United States, but that is very rare. That's very rare. So, Obama did not have much experience as a politician or even as a lawyer. And so then he was running the United States and he basically ran it into the ground. And from what I've been told by baby boomers way older than like my parents or my parents' age, they said that President Obama was way worse than Jimmy Carter. I was like, "Wow, and I thought Jimmy Carter was bad." They're like, "No, Obama was way worse." Way worse. So just recognize it's It's very important who you elect to office because they appoint people and they hire people in these different agencies. And some of these agencies are really just running amok. And here's the thing. I do think we need a United States Department of the Treasury. We do need that. But we don't need redundancy. We don't need redundancy. Excuse me. My mouth is getting dry. We don't need redundancy. We don't need fraud. We don't need this environmental bs excuse my language taking place in in the department of the treasury it's the treasury it's about money it has nothing to do with the environment it has nothing to do with with climate control nothing but see that's the stupidity of a fat tick government they just add all these stupid offices and these stupid positions just so they can suck you drive your money That's why whenever you have a government that's a big fat bloated tick, that's why it's always going to be a problem because what do ticks do? They suck your blood. <laughs> and sometimes give you what's it um not typhoid, what's it called? Uh, 
Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spied fever. Um, basically, it's not good for a tick to suck on you. So this is why we want small government controlled spending, because that's actually being financially responsible for your country and your well-being. So I will go ahead and end it there for this podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye bye. Don't let this world go down with